Okay, with the writing team of Beyond the Rivers of Babylon, which was a winning screenplay at the Drama Film Festival, Laura Elliott and Joseph Samuels. This is a kind of a timely, timely script of what's going on in the world today. It's about uh, it's 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 based on a true story, correct? Absolutely. Do you before I I could I could say it, but you can say it better than me. Do you want to get uh, the people a pitch what the film's about? Yes, definitely. Um, the story is about Joseph, um, who is a young boy during the Farhud, and how he has to escape. Iraq to Iran on a riverboat to get away from the violence. And so it takes place when he's a boy as a child and we watch him grow into um, a, a teen and things get worse and worse. Um, the Farhud is something I didn't even know about um, when I was approached to adapt Joseph's screenplay. Uh, he wrote a book called Beyond the Rivers of Babylon about his real life experience, about um, surviving a, a brutal program um, in Iraq, which is like similar to the Holocaust that occurred in World War II in Iraq that most people don't know about. I yeah. mean, when you hear about the Holocaust, you think about, you know, Europe, you think about Germany specifically, um, but this was very extraordinary. Um, the dysphoria of, um, of Jewish people, there were a million Jewish people in Iraq at one time, in the Arab lands um, at one time, um, and now there's only 8,000 left. So um, this is a, a topic that Joseph speaks about quite a bit at the Holocaust Museum, um, having how, how he survived um, this, um, this violent um, program um, in Baghdad that lasted for a number of days. And um, Joseph could speak a bit more about that right now, probably. Um, Joseph, this is your story, right? Sure, sure. Uh, this, the story is that as well described by Laura about my life during the, I grew up a happy child, then this massacre of Jews in June of 1941, turned my life upside down. and But the key to it of that, I became a refugee, but I never stayed a refugee. I, I didn't identify myself as a refugee. I took that difficulty of being a homeless, penniless refugee to answer one of two questions. One, who did it to me? The other one, where do I go from here? Of course, I answered the second question, where do I go from here, is leaving my past behind, the, the, uh, the family, uh, similar to the one million Jews that lived in Arab land that became refugees, uh, all uh, looked up to start a new life. And that's how the, the fundamental essence of the book is of not only to survive but to thrive and the story how I suffered and but again I worked hard and brought up uh, I, I got married with three kids mm -hmm. achieved I had many dreams broken I couldn't go to college but I my message is that my kids became I have two PhDs and one MD my, my my so my my dream more than fulfilled 
and and I although that I the, the happiest day for my life when I arrived to Israel because I taste the freedom for the first time walked without fear slept without fear spoke without fear being a Jew in Baghdad so so Joseph do you mind asking how old are you now I'm 93 93 wow and when did you how old were you when you started writing the book uh first I must tell you I never talked to my kids about the pain and suffering that I for yeah. five for five decades then I decided to take a memoir class at the Santa Monica College and there I wrote the first time about my escape of the harrowing, harrowing escape journey that I did mm -hmm. well described in the book and then I was crying all the way and that tears released me from that pain so I started talking about it writing about it and I finally I completed the book in 2020 and pub, uh, publish, publicized the book in Amazon so you're well, so you're 90, you're 89 when the, you finished the book Correct. And so you started writing it in your 80s. You started your being, you were in your 80s when you started writing it. Yes. Do you remember what, the reason why I'm asking is because from my, where I sit is that in the last 18 months, I've, there's been three films that have been showcased about people in their late 80s, early 90s who are Holocaust survivors that they're finally sharing their story. Like they never, they like as you just, just you just told me, they never told their family. They didn't talk about it with their wives. They didn't talk about it at all. And then it's finally coming out of their system, which is unbelievable. Which is brave because generally speaking, the older you get, <laughs> the harder it is to talk about your past traumas. So I'm so curious. Why do you think that people? Why did you think that you? Why did you finally succumb and say, I, "I'm going to take this writing class. I'm going to share my story." What was your driving force to do that? The driving force, first of all, most of the people don't talk till they feel that the future is secured. And I felt my future is secured. I have the family. I have my children. I have all what I need in life. In fact, I never dreamt to be where I am now and in every, every aspect of life that I have. I have friends. I have family. I have everything that I that I need but but I I began to I felt this obligation to share the true story of not only how to face the unpredictable things in life but to adjust learn to live with it look for the future and build the future and I'm so grateful to be as a, accepted as an American as a citizen and as a new country and and left Iraq and the history behind it, behind me. So this is in brief. Uh, I've heard from other people like yourself, and they 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 describe that they're they're seeing patterns of of similarity of of the 1930s, and they 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 feel that they need to tell their stories because it's like people are not people are forgetting history. Yeah. People are forgetting like what took place. You can see it in the news now, right? Where like. There's this conflict going on and everybody's like, nobody talks about the reason why and what, what takes place. And there's all this hatred and like anti, anti Jew, like all this, all this anti-Semitic things that are happening. Like even where I live, like it's like the, the, the crime rate is up like a hundred percent from the, than it was like even five years ago. 
Yeah, I began to talk before that was so emphasized. Yeah. And especially now when it is, I I always share my experience. In fact, this month I have four invitation to share my story. You know, in the at the high high by Monadis High School. Yeah. And a school in Toronto. And then I'm invited to, to be a key speaker uh, to share my story. And where's the where's the school in Toronto? Because that's where I live. Where's the school in Toronto that you're speaking at? Uh, I, I, I don't remember, but them Scott, the guy Scott, he's a professor. Okay, I can I can text you. I can text you the, the yeah name. text. Yeah, I would just be curious because I love to to meet you. And it's like that's what's important. It's like because that's it's for that 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 generation like the you said in your I'm not trying to like take shots or anything, but you said in your in your in your blog interview that 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 uh. The university, university teaches you about life, but when you see this movie, you'll learn how to live. I don't know if the university teaches you about life now. It doesn't seem like they, they are like these kids, right? I I know, but I said, yeah. common sense teach you how to live. Yeah. <laughs> Share this common sense, the wisdom that you gain through life and to learn how not only to survive, but to thrive. Yeah, I I think that's the most fascinating part in working with Joseph and, you know, these, I think these are, you know, we think we know history. Yeah, Um, there are all these like lost chapters that we don't even know that aren't even in books. Like, I don't think the average person knows that Jewish people and Muslim people were living together in peace for 2500 years in the Middle East that. That, that they were living together. And it's essentially his story is paradise, paradise lost, and then paradise found again. And so that's what the script does. It shows you how beautiful his life was in Iraq, how he never wanted to leave it, how heartbreaking it was. It was such a gorgeous place and everybody he loved was there and, and in the community, everybody was watching out for each other. Muslims were watching out for Jewish people, as you will see in the script. It It's mind blowing in that regard that people don't really understand that, you know? And, and the other really amazing part is that when I work with people um, like Joseph, he's so joyful, you know, he is so, and it, his spirit is so strong and it's incredible how um, people who have had everything taken away from them um, in not everyone, but Joseph, I mean, his joy is rock solid. And it's also a story about faith. You know, he was a young, mischievous boy, always getting into trouble, you know, and, um, and we follow his character arc where he's now, I mean, he's now parenting young kids who got on this riverboat. He's now the leader, right? He's come from being a very mischievous boy who's always trying to, you know, cut up with his brothers and get into trouble and and have fun, right? And now he's the wise one leading these kids to Iran to safety. And, and it's just an amazing journey that he takes as a character in the book. And, and working with Joseph was just an incredible honor and pleasure. Um, I think it, it there are these similar threads about people who go through a Holocaust experience or prisoner of war experience, um, which is why I got involved with Joseph was um, my mentor who I'd worked with for years 
probably about 10 years ago, I was working on a story about my dad, who was a POW in World War II and the real story behind his story. And so when Glenn knew that I knew that kind of story, then I got together with Joseph and we were able to tell his story, adapt it from his book. So that's how you guys, that's how you guys met? Yeah, yeah. Got, got you know, introduced through that and way. Joseph, what, you wrote the book and it, now it's on, like you said, it's on Amazon, which is amazing. What did, what propelled you to want to turn it into a screenplay? Well, it's, it's very simple. I want that the world can see that we, we live together, that we lived in harmony. There are some good Muslims. There are some bad Muslims. There are good Jews and bad Jews, good Christian, bad Christians. And we learn how to uh, not to lump group as, 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 as a comment, but individual. To learn how to face the unpredictable events in our life. We are all controlled by nurture, nature, and fate. Is we all and and how to face and how to survive and how to 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 be to live well and to share our experiences. So I'm I also must say that it was a pleasure to work with Laura. She's an amazing person, open-minded, and she's very creative. And I'm grateful to have met her and to to do that. So you, how did you guys work? Did you guys live close to each other? Or did you work like via Zoom or? Basically through Zoom. <laughs> uh, we haven't met yet. Um, oh, gotcha. We were writing um, sort of during the pandemic, of course. Um, but geographically, Joseph's in LA. I'm in Santa Cruz most of the time. I'm a little bit north in California. Um, but we've hit it off. Now we have plans to meet up this year. Um, yeah, so we're very excited to do that. And so that's, yeah, that's amazing. So then, then obviously the, a script is different than a book, right? Where it's like you, there's something, there's, I'm assuming a lot of that they have to take out. You have to kind of minimize the characters and how oh, yeah, is Joseph, how is that process for you? Well, you're asking me. I I think Laura knows how to organize. <laughs> no, but were you okay with like them? Like she could, she's changing your story. She's forced to, I guess, right? Were you okay with that? We work, we work together. Yeah. We sometimes revise. They have different opinion. I add it. We, we correct it. But basically, she is the one that created all this. She's the fundamental motivate behind it, and she did. She did. The, she's a fundamental fundamental work. She did. Great. I must add, my uh, Matthew, that I just finished translating my book to Arabic wow. in the hope to publish it in the Arab world. Well, I'd like to see that. Like, that's something that I would be very interested to see if that's even, you know, I'm, I, I'm, an, I'm an maybe uh, ignorant or maybe I'm just not very optimistic, but... I hope that, I hope that happens. So I hope so. It, in fact, it was it was just ready to publish. I found a publisher in Baghdad. Oh wow! And he was ready to publish, but it was because of October seventh. Yeah. He said to hold off. He didn't want to to. to but we, I hope that maybe I'll find somebody in in the Emirates or somebody somewhere that it will. But it is on 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 ebook in Arabic. 
people can can find it. Because you didn't mention you mentioned uh, October seventh, of course. So then, obviously, the the lens of your your novel, the lens of the screenplay, is now different, right? And now it's almost like I'm I'm assuming that you just described like there's good Jews, there's bad Jews, there's good Muslims, there's bad Muslims, but it's almost like when you do these these uh, these speaking, I'm assuming that they just think they assume that you're a pro is which you probably are, but you're pro Israel. You're very you're on there, there's like Muslims are bad, Jews are good, and it's sort of like that's sort of your ideology. But of course, we have nuance as humans, and and that's the the, the people that I'm. I'm what well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm worried that you're speaking to the choir, that you're not getting your voice out there to people that like Muslims or people who are who are presently anti-Israeli, who are not hearing your voice. Well, I hope that school, this fellow in Toronto, he said he has students from all culture and all nationalities. Yeah. I hope to communicate to them. You see, the problem in the Middle East is simple to understand, but it's complex to solve. Yeah. One group wants the other group dead. Yeah. As you see from the book also, 47 for 48 the attack was only one intention the, the 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 war of 1948 when israel was created it's not about land it's not about ocean it's not the unfair partition it's about to eliminate the jews from that area and we can see the sample of october 7 of what happened you see so the same year in 1947 the partition of India to Pakistan and India. There was no country called Pakistan, which caused a lot of conflict. There were 7 million estimated of Hindus and, and Sikhs fled Pakistan to, to live to India. As, as Also, there's a lot, a few million that went from, from India to Pakistan. There is no country that its existence is questionable. There's a conflict and people hate each other. One country doesn't like each other. So the, the, the problem is that just as, as I stated, is a, it's a question of they want one group wants the other group dead. Yeah. Well, because there's been treaties, there's been there's been compromise, like there's been compromise with the land in the pack in the to be fair, the Palestinians have always rejected it, right? Where the, all the time. They don't want Israelis have kind of met them in the middle. If people, this is what people don't historically talk about history. People don't talk about this, but it was all it was almost it was almost uh, resolved in the nineties, and then almost resolved in the two early two thousands, and then and there was a compromise, but they wouldn't the Palestinians wouldn't go for it, right? Because you're right, they they don't right. care about the land. They want they want the Jews dead. Precisely. And I think Joseph Joseph um, and I, when we were working on the screenplay one of the things that we were hoping to do was increase more peace and understanding by illuminating the real past of what really happened, that that, that peace was possible and did in fact in exist. And it's shown in the screenplay how it goes from this sort of paradise to a paradise lost. And I, and I think that it's speaking to what you were saying about taking the book, which is very large and, and bringing it down to the screen, um, because we only have a certain amount of pages. Um, we didn't change his story. Um, we told a certain part of the book's story. Essentially, it could be told in probably two, three parts. 
uh, two, three movies really. But this one concentrated on his experience as a young as a young boy. And um, I think also a great ending is a great beginning of a, of, a, um, of a screenplay. So we focused on that when we were trying to pare down what were we going to include and what were we not going to include in, in the screenplay. Yeah, you're like, it's like, is your Laura, I you go to your website, you're kind of a, a, a expert storyteller, I guess, right? You do a lot of ghost writing and you're, this is your, this is your life work, I guess, right? Storytelling, <laughs> screenwriting. Mm -hmm. I ghostwrite books as well as screenplays. Yes. And I really enjoy it. I, I focus on true stories, um, you know, real stories um, from people. Um, and it, what I really enjoy in the process and, you know, what, what was amazing when I worked with Joseph and other clients is, you know, we're really trying to tell a story in our voice you know, our own voice. And that really came out when we were working on the screenplay because the book, you know, it's telling, right? A lot of books tell, they show and they tell. The rule is show, don't tell. But a screenplay is all show. And so I had the great, beautiful, amazing experience of working with Joseph and say, well, you know, there's this part of the book that says this, but we need to show this. So let's remember and he was he was open and accessible to these memories. And some of them were beautiful and some of them weren't. So, you know, the art really is um, helping Joseph understand what happened to him, maybe what we will include, what we won't include. But it was really more putting a polish on the story that never would have happened if the screenplay wasn't written. Mm -hmm. So now you submitted to like festivals. That's why you're talking to someone like myself. And how's it doing in the festival circuit? You're, I'm assuming you're getting some feedback. Like we gave you feedback. Are you getting like, what's the, the what's the process? How's it doing? Yeah, it's doing really well. We're in early days. Um, so we're, you know, excited to hear this um, year is when we've entered festivals that really won't be announced until later mm -hmm. on in the year. So we're, we're looking forward to it. And we've been very happy with, the feedback and um, all of the support we've gotten so far has been really heartwarming. Because it's obviously like, I, as I mentioned before, it, the lens has changed, right? So when Joseph started writing, when you, the book came out, it's a different world. Like, reading it from a different point of view than we are now, right? So that's like, it's like, I hope it, there, you don't, there's no bias, I guess, right? Where there's a certain <laughs> culture that basically is, anything they see anything about Israel or Jews or whatever like that, they, they assume that, that they're, they, they, that you're, you're doing okay. And they're, they're going to go off of the they're Anyways, they, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, they, yeah. I almost gave an editorial there, but I stopped. It was just that I no, just hope great. that it gets, it gets a treatment that it deserves. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so yeah. much. I believe, I believe that it's really about peace and understanding yeah. and loving each other for where we are and, and you know who we are, um, no matter who those people are. So um, hopefully it will, and that's the dream for us. Well, I, I believe that because you can get you can get caught up in the the mess of like news stories and like there's lots of lies out there and like nobody knows the information. But we learned that you know better than anybody, Laura. You do these true stories. It's like storytelling is 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 gives it gets, it gets people like an individual emotion about. Uh, this grand thematic that you have in this film, right? Where it's about 
so many different things about this conflict in the Middle East, but it's, mm-hmm. it, but it's still about an individual journey. It's about a human being who we yeah. are human, who's going mm-hmm. through this story. We learn from those, I guess, those experiences. Very much. And and I think also it's, it's a story about, um, you know, um, you know, starting out in one place in the world um, and, and really not understanding, like the story of a boy coming to be a man is about understanding the world, right? What is it? And, and you see this, um, this cloud descend over the Middle East through a child's eyes. And I think what this film does that news reports can never do, as good as the journalists are, is give this kind of rich context in in a family story. So this is really about Joseph and his family and what it family means, what faith means, how how it can pull you through these extraordinary circumstances that so many people sadly are finding themselves again today. So, you know, the history um, repeating itself, you know, we if we know history, it's one way to help us not repeat it. And so it, it's just a beautiful um, way to understand things that we haven't seen before. And I think that's truly innovative. And I think that really changes hearts and minds. Yes, and Matthew, the story of the Jews from Arab land is rarely told or unknown. And that's why the purpose and my feel my mission is to, to, to share that story that here, he, he, this is the story of what happened to us and where are now. Because none of us stays a refugee or poor. Oh. With, because, because staying a refugee means you harbor your hate and hate who did it to you and you, you live a, a hateful life. But we, we moved on in, in our life. And mm-hmm. I hope that somebody will listen and look at that not only not only in the in the Middle East, but even younger kids today, you know, they look at difficulties in life and they collapse, but rather face the the, the, the problems, do your best, be responsible for your action and make a new life and you can you can you can achieve what you want in life. That's a briefly. Because you did it and like you you did it and it's like sometimes when we have self-pity and we're feeling down, I'm just going to think of you and go, well, how can I feel bad? Look, I'm not, I'm not even being facetious. I'm being perfectly honest. It's like, look at, look at Joseph did. Yeah. Like, he, like, you know, look at the conflict, like, and look at what he accomplished in his life. Like I, we haven't even discussed, but you're, you're a very accomplished man. And, uh, and I see you like the metaphor where you, this is an audio podcast, but I'll give people a background. You're sitting at a poolside and I'm assuming your backyard and you have a beautiful yeah. garden in the back, and you got tomatoes that I actually want to pick right from your your no, garden in the background. This is pomegranate in the backyard. Pomegranate. Pomegranates. Okay, so it looks like yeah, it, it looks great. Anyways, it's beautiful. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, basically you're living the life, basically, and uh, and yeah. look look what happened. Like, I'm, thank you so much for being brave and showing your story. I like it's. I think it's so important that. Like you said, like the people, they're burying the, the past, right? Like there's, we just showed a film um, a couple of weeks ago, like about last Jews of Pakistan. And they basically, the Pakistan, they basically have, have, there was like a huge population of Jews living in Pakistan, you know, 60, 70, 80 years ago. And there's, there's a, there's a, all the, 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 the cemetery, they buried it. 
they buried the cemetery. They got rid of. They destroyed everything that's with the Jewish that that Jewish community. They basically. Wow. So this 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 Muslim this Muslim boy is a teenager was digging up in his backyard and he saw like a a, a tombstone for a Jew a Jewish uh, like a, and that was in uh, um sorry was in uh sorry what's the Jew what's the language I totally apologize I just got a bad brain freeze sorry in Hebrew sorry and he was like what's this and then this, then basically they dug it up and it was this they buried this cemetery. Mm. They buried wow. it. Like they're just, they're, they're, that's what they're doing. They're just, they're getting rid of the, of the, of history. They're getting rid of it. And the last remaining people is people like yourself who can speak your world, tell your story. And I know it's, it's not easy. It's the most difficult thing probably in your life, but that's what, so your book is there forever. You're for a hundred thousand years from now, people can read your book and it's mm -hmm. because you, you, you were brave enough to do it. So it's amazing. That is amazing. And, and I also think that, it's also very important, um, the refugee story. I'm, I'm a daughter of a refugee as well. And so Joseph's story was very near and dear to my heart. So it made it very accessible so that I was able to help him tell his story from a place that I've already known, I've already lived um, with my own father. So, um, you know, that heartbeat of who a refugee is, that's also something very much in the news. Well, you know, they're, they're people. They're, yeah. you know, they're very, they're just like you and I. They just happen to be in an extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. And we have to like it's it's empathy towards humans. And <laughs> we we seem to have their stats now, right? Like I'm being general, of course, but we have to like we have to understand that people are human and they they're going we're we're lucky living in the in the Western world and we're we're fortunate. And we just like we we have to share our our fortunate. We have to share our or luck and luck is a lot of ways. It's just luck, right? I was born into luck and I have to, I, I can't just let just just live free with that. Right. So anyway, so just amazing story. So let's turn this in. Let's try to find this and make this into a movie. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Let's talk. Hopefully we'll be able to talk again when this is made into a movie. I really appreciate your time. And Joseph, let us know where uh, you're, you're doing your speaking roles. And I'd love to meet you in person if you're in Toronto and see what you're up to. It's my, I lived in Montreal for 22 years. So I saw that in your bio. Yeah, real estate. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Nice meeting you. And we hope to, that we can accomplish something to share to the, in the, to the world. Thank you Thank so much. You, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel.